Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Work Great Warrior Podcast, episode one. And tonight, we're going to be talking about the WrestleMania 36 predictions. As we all know, because of the current situation, WrestleMania 36 will not be held at the Raymond James Stadium as it was originally uh, going to be happening. Due to the uh, coronavirus, pretty much due to COVID-19, we will no longer you know, have what is probably going to be the greatest set in WrestleMania history. I can I can just predict that. <clears throat> excuse me. I can only just predict how awesome it would have been with, like, with pirate ships and pirate flags everywhere. Unfortunately, that is not going to be. Well, uh, speaking of the coronavirus, I hope everyone is safe and home. Wash your hands, yada, yada, yada. I hope everyone's all right. Anyways, let's just get to the show, shall we? So, instead of the Raymond James Stadium, uh, WrestleMania 36 is going to be live, well, not even live, actually, at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be too big for one night or so, they say. As WrestleMania, for the first time in history, going to be split to two nights. Thank God. I think even if the whole pandemic didn't happen, I still think WrestleMania should have been split to two nights. WrestleMania, no, sorry, Wrestle Kingdom uh, did that last time, and it was great. So it was only fair for WrestleMania to do the same thing, which is usually even longer than Wrestle Kingdom. But I digress. So it's going to be live from the performance center. So we know. I heard a rumor that uh, one of the nights will not be at the performance center. It's going to be recorded somewhere else. Oh, and yeah, there's gonna everything's gonna be pre-taped. As a matter of fact, everything's already been pre-taped. Uh, it's going to include both Raw, SmackDown, and even a certain NXT match is going to be making the show. So uh, we're gonna have a total of sixteen matches on the card. And how about we start big? How about we start for the NXT Women's Championship? It's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And <clears throat> for people that know me personally, uh, everyone knows that I'm a really big Charlotte Flair fan. I think she's the biggest uh, woman superstar in WWE history. Objectively, maybe second to Becky Lynch. But... She's proven herself worthy, and people say that, you know, she only has her things because of her last name. The same way people that say that Triple H was as good as he is, or as he has one's world cha- many world championships that he has, because of his relationship with Stephanie McMahon, which I both believe are bullcrap, to be honest with you. Charlotte is literally one of the most talented women, not only on the roster, uh, but I think in the world, period. And in this match, I think she's going to give Rhea Ripley a run for her money. Now, Rhea Ripley, on her, <clears throat> sorry, in her own accord, is a great wrestler. She's amazing for a 23-year-old. Uh, she's done an incredible job to cement her legacy as a really great women's wrestler, as a really good NXT Women's Champion. 
And her matches always deliver and she always shines even if she doesn't win. Back in her NXT UK days, I was always a fan since her um, since her inclusion in the first Mae Young Classic tournament. And the fact that she is getting a WrestleMania match at age of 23 is amazing. Against Charlotte Flair, no less, who's probably going to uh, bring the best out of her, that's for sure. Fun fact, I'm 23 as well. So seeing someone around my age at WrestleMania makes me <laughs> makes me feel bad about myself. But no, really, I'm so proud of Rhea, a fellow Aussie. She's going to do great. Now, is she going to win? <clears throat> well, no. I This is my first prediction. I think Charlotte Flair is going to beat Rhea Ripley and become the, uh, the new NXT Women's Champion. Now, it's not a popular, um, not a popular opinion. I know, everyone wants Rhea to win, and, you know, it makes sense because she's the young upcoming talent, and Charlotte already has her legacy in WWE, but here's the thing, I think NXT needs some more star power, especially after Shayna Baszler left, it just, it didn't feel the same, hasn't it? Now think of it this way, Rhea had a short, respectable reign as women's champion, I think Rhea is, could be more or less ready for the main roster, and this is something that... Brian Zane on Wrestling with Regret said, and I've kind of agreed with him. Uh, I would like to see a Rhea Ripley on the main roster, SmackDown or Raw. I want to see her versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks on SmackDown. On Raw, I want to see her versus Becky Lynch versus, you know, Shayna Baszler again, because they had a great match. Charlotte, on the other hand, she doesn't really have any new challenges on the main roster. Like, you know, who's she going to face? Sasha Banks again? Becky Lynch again? Bailey again? It just doesn't make sense anymore for Charlotte to be on the main roster. I think Charlotte on NXT would be very beneficial both for her and the NXT women's roster. Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair, even though I think we already had that match. Um, my mate Vanessa would know. She would tell me. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Io Shirai. Charlotte Flair versus Candice LeRae. Charlotte Flair versus uh, Diana Parato. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of great women's talent on NXT, and Charlotte Flair will bring the best out of all of them, I think. And her being on NXT provides star power, and maybe a ratings boost, especially with the whole NXT versus AEW war going on. So yeah, for my final prediction for this match, Charlotte Flair will win. Alright, now our second match of the night is going to be Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, accompanied by Mandy Rose. The story heading this match is that Otis liked Mandy Rose, and Mandy agreed to come, go out with him on Valentine's Day. He was so happy, he was preparing for it, and as soon as he actually made it to the day, he sees she was she not only stood him up, but she's also dating Dolph Ziggler, or talking to Dolph Ziggler, that is, and broke his heart, and literally broke everyone's heart. Honestly, even though this storyline is ridiculous, I, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say... I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think everyone wants to see Dolph Ziggler gets his comeuppance. Well, heading into the event, uh, it's, you know, the story was that um, Otis allegedly texted Mandy Rose that he's going to be late, even though it doesn't make sense. And at the same time, Mandy Rose allegedly texted Otis that she's going to be late. So after uh, Otis arrives late, he sees her with Dolph Ziggler again, like I said, break his heart. And here we are. And on the very latest episode of SmackDown, which just aired an hour ago, it was revealed 
like this glitch creature thing, who I think is Mustafa Ali still, I think. Anyway, it revealed that, you know, if re it was actually Sonya Deville who planned this whole thing with Dolph Ziggler, trying to ruin things between the two. And the match is on. So it's going to be Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And who's going to win? Well, I still think Dolph Ziggler is going to win. It's going to break our hearts. But I think Mandy will still turn on Otis somehow. Uh, like during the match, Otis will be dominating. He'll be crushing Dolph Ziggler. And just as things were starting to get heated up, as soon as we were going to think that, okay, Otis is going to get the win. Mandy's going to turn on and maybe hoof him in, in his Dozovics or something. <laughs> But I see Ziggler, and you know, a fun fact, this is Ziggler's first ever singles match at WrestleMania. He's been with WWE since 2006. Actually, no, since 2004. Who remembers when Dolph Ziggler was Chavo Guerrero's caddy? When he was Chavo Guerrero's caddy. Wow, those were days. When Chavo Guerrero called himself Kerwin White. Anyway, back to the, back to the topic. Yep, Dolph Ziggler will be Otis, unfortunately. All right, match number three. It's going to be Elias versus King Corbin for some reason. I've been hearing a rumor that this match isn't even going to happen. So there you go. But let's just pretend that it's going to happen after all. It's going to be Elias versus King Corbin. And the story going in is, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know what is the story going into this match. All I know is uh, Elias made a song about Corbin. Gor Corbin got angry and he killed Elias pretty much. Uh, <laughs> in one of the most obviously edited-looking segments, if that makes sense, last week on SmackDown. But anyway, yeah, um, what a fall from grace has King Corbin experienced. You know, from, from feuding with Roman Reigns, even though he still lost a feud, but he was still great. Honestly, and sure, this whole dog food thing is, you know, is not really... Amazing. It's such good shit, damn it. Oh, see, Vince McMahon agrees. Actually, nah, he's actually happy with it. Well, shut up, Will. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I won't do that again. Anyways, King Corbin's gonna win, pretty much. I just don't think Elias got any momentum heading into this match. Corbin, on the other hand, just came off, of, like I said, a high-profile rivalry with Roman Reigns. So, Corbin for the win, I guess? Uh, I know it's a match that no one really cares about, but hey, it's part of the card. I cannot be biased. I still have to, you know, preview it and predict it at least. I think it's going to be a slightly competitive match. I don't see it going over seven minutes. And, you know, somehow Elias going to run into Corbin. End of days. One, two, three. Our next match is going to be Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Wait, really? Oh. Okay, so it, it wasn't an April Fool's joke. This match is actually going to happen. Oh, boy. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm speechless. I need, I, I need a moment. Anyway, yeah, so, again, seriously, why is this match happening again? Is it because they just want to give Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley a WrestleMania payday? I mean, this looks like such a raw match it hurts. Or a B pay-per-view match. No build-up whatsoever. There's literally no reason for me to be invested in this match. It's going to be a good match, I guess. But, I mean, I'm struggling to say anything about it. Like, this whole Bobby Lashley Lana thing is still happening while Rusev might, might be released soon. Yeah, it's actually going to happen, apparently. 
So what is the point of this match again? Besides probably giving Alistair Black another random win that doesn't really benefit him in any shape or form? He's probably going to be his biggest opponent so far. No, wait, no. That would be AJ Styles, who he's already beat because Undertaker helped him. Honestly, I'm not... I was never the biggest Alistair Black fan, but he deserves better than this. Even Hell, you know, I'll admit, even Bobby Lashley deserves better than this. Like, how would you feel if WWE re-signed you after you left them because one of your employees was racist to you, <coughs> Michael Hayes, and then come back and get promised a big match with Brock Lesnar, and Bobby's been in WWE for, like, what, two years now? And nothing happened. He's still just toiling in the mid-card after a lousy or two lousy Intercontinental Championship reigns who probably no one remembers. And now the Black has been on the main roster for, like, a, a year now. And honestly, his, the highlight of his main roster run was his tag team with Ricochet. That's how bad it is. And this whole, I want to pick a fight with me... Crap. Was interesting for probably two weeks. And then... Meh. He was just doing the same thing over and over again. As recently as last month. That's not good. And for a guy who is... Apparently a Paul Heyman guy. What is Paul Heyman thinking? Anyway. I have to predict the match, huh? Uh, Alistair Black wins. Up next is a match that I'm pretty sure is going to steal the show if these two were given the chance to do that. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a match full of shenanigans and it's going to ruin the whole thing. Gosh, I'm pessimistic, but it's going to be Sami Zayn defending his Intercontinental Championship. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me do that again because it feels so good to say. The Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. God, that feels so good to say. Versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, if you cannot tell, I'm happy for Sammy. I am so happy for Sammy. After four years, yes, four years on the main roster. He is finally a champion. He is finally Intercontinental Champion. And yes, sure, his win was really, really cheap. Because it was a three-on-one match against Braun Strowman. But I mean, come on. I cannot complain. Sammy is a champion on the main roster for the first time in four years. Yes, thank you, WWE. Took you long enough. But, you know what? <sighs> okay, sorry, sorry. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm happy, okay? I'm happy. Sammy is going to defend his Intercontinental Championship. Fucking hell, it feels so good to say. Against Daniel Bryan. Now, like I said earlier in this segment, this match could be match of the night. Could be match of the year if these two were given the chance. But there's two reasons why I think it's not going to be. One, which is the obvious one, it's probably going to have a lot of shenanigans because Sami Zayn will be accompanied by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura and Daniel Bryan's going to be accompanied by Drew Gulak. So you can tell it's going to be a big schmoz. It's probably not even going to be a long match. It's probably going to be like five minutes or something just so that Vince can stick it up to us another time. You never give us what you want. No, wait. No, actually, you always give us what you want. Give us what we want for once. Ah, anyway. This one is a bit... Hmm, this one's actually a bit unpredictable. Is Sami Zayn going to retain his Intercontinental Championship and, you know, keep the title on for a, maybe a potential feud with Shinsuke Nakamura turning face again? Please turn Shinsuke face again. Or is it going to be Daniel Bryan winning his t the Intercontinental Championship? You know, that title he never lost. 
And it was the last title that he won before he uh, temporarily retired in 2016. So that's also an interesting concept. Maybe have a, a rivalry with Drew Gulak over the title. Yes, please. Their Elimination Chamber match was amazing. This one is could go both ways. And I'm happy with both ways. I kind of want Sami Zayn's reign to be a bit longer. But the more I think about it, the more I think Daniel Bryan's going to win his second Intercontinental Championship. I just... Please, Vince, can you please give us a really good match between these two? Just give them 20 minutes and let them... Just let them do their thing. I'll think about it, pal. But you gotta do something for me. Oh, yeah? What is that going to be? You have to praise Goldberg. Okay, you're crazy. Fine. A five-minute match between those two it is. No! Ha <laughs> I'm a genius! Next up is going to be a women's tag team championship match when Asuka and Kairi Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, defend against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Not much story going on. Pretty much as far as I know, Alexa Bliss just beat Asuka at one point, was it? Or was it the other way around? See, I... it's really hard to be invested in women's tag titles the way that they've been used. Like, they've been introduced last year to a big fanfare. Sasha and Bailey won. Yay, hooray. And then they became an afterthought immediately at WrestleMania 35. Y you can't disagree with me. They've become a big afterthought. And this is, here's the thing. Well, I thought, why well, I thought that the women's tag team titles were a bad idea from the beginning. No, not because I don't want women to have more titles. But because, I mean, WWE is not really known for their tag team prowess. What I'm trying to say is WWE is not really good at booking tag team matches for the men, let alone for the women. Like, which are, uh, the tag team matches that I'm going to be talking about a bit later on. You'll see what I mean very soon. And that's why I think the titles really are kind of, kind of an afterthought at this point. Anyway, as much as I want to see Kabuki Warriors, especially Asuka, have a win at WrestleMania, I really want Asuka to be about... Yeah, on her own again. Uh, so I'm going to give this to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. But honestly, I just want Asuka to win at WrestleMania at the same time. But just not like this. So I'll give it to Alexa and Nikki. I mean, yeah, I just want Asuka to be on her own again, like I said previously. Because she's been... She's found this thing where she's like really charismatic and really fun without even having to speak English. She understood... Her limitations, and she's going with it. She's going ham with it. Uh, her commentary on Raw was gold a few weeks back, and her crazy maneuvers, maneuvers and mannerisms is just amazing. Uh, she's she's ridiculous. She's silly, and I love it. And Asuka is one of my favorite women's wrestlers, by the way. So I want to see her on her own, and I think the first step to do that is for her to lose her uh, tag team titles with Kairi Sane. Maybe have a have a little rivalry with Kairi Sane before each woman goes on her separate way. The next match we have on the card is going to be for the Raw Tag Team titles. It's going to be the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford against Angel Gaza and Andrade. Wait. Oh. Oh, wait, no. It's not Andrade. It's going to be Austin Theory. First of all, worst in-ring name ever. <laughs> Second of all, why is this match still happening if Andrade can't make it? Like I heard, like WWE is doing a lot of uh, precautious 
steps to make sure that the wrestlers are fine, which is commendable. Honestly, if any wrestler had an elevated temperature that is above the normal, which is 37 degrees Celsius, if you're an American listening to this, you have to convert it by yourself. I'm sorry, because I have no idea. I think it's around 100, I think. Anyway, if they're above that certain you know, body temperature, they will remove him from, or her, from uh, the WrestleMania. And I emphasize on her, which is the match I'll be talking about next. Anyway, so yeah, it's going to be Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Gaza. So it was supposed to be again versus Andrade, but Andrade pulled out. And now there's literally no way that the Street Profits are losing this one. I'm giving this to the Street Profits. They're fun, they're entertaining, they're alright. Not my favorite tag team ever. Uh... I feel bad for Andrade, man. Like, his US title reign was a bit crap. It's still a bit crap. But it's not his fault. At all. Like, I would have preferred if it was Andrade versus Ray. Again, like, I can see those two wrestle a thousand times and I would never get bored of them. But yeah. So it's going to be pretty much a run-of-the-mill, very raw-ish match for the tag team titles. And yep, Street Profits are going to win this one. Next up, we have a match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's going to be a fatal five-way elimination match featuring Tamina, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Bayley, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, this match is going to be all right, I think, but I think it's going to obviously come up to two possible winners, Sasha or Bayley. I think Sasha is going to win this. She's going to have a WrestleMania moment. She's going to become SmackDown Women's Champion. Hopefully, she'll be able to actually defend the championship for once. But anyway, I think the way it's going to go is Bailey won't even be, be the last person to be eliminated. That's right. I think it's going to be a very sneaky, you know, victory from Sasha Banks. Like, Sasha's going to, like, roll up Bailey when she least expects it and win. And then after the match, it'll be like, or on SmackDown the next week. Uh, Sasha's going to be like, hey, look, everyone was for herself. You're still my best friend. Are we still friends? And they'll hug and whatever. But I think eventually Bailey's going to turn on Sasha. Eventually, like have it build slowly till SummerSlam, maybe, where Sasha's the face, Bailey's the heel. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Maybe, hey, add some spice to it. And I have a certain friend who appreciate this. Give them a 30-minute Iron Woman match again. But this time, the roles are reversed. Sasha's the good one. And Bailey's the bad one. And that would be an interesting uh, feud that I'm actually looking forward to. Little uh, interlude here before I move on to the next match. I just want to say again for everyone in this unprecedented situation that we're in globally, stay safe, stay home, wash your hands, uh, take care of yourself, take care of your family, stay away from everyone, get, take the social distancing seriously. And hopefully we'll get through this. We've been through worse. We will get through it. And, you know, hopefully next year, WrestleMania 37, we will just be thinking about this year. Be like, oh, what what happened then? (laughs) And we'll laugh about it. But for now, please stay safe. And like I said, uh, make sure you're always sanitized. And please, for the people that go and hoard supermarkets, please stop doing that. Gives people the chance to get what they want as well or what they need, actually. And please get out of the house only when it's absolutely necessary. Medical reason or for grocery shopping or whatever, but please be safe. And like I said, we'll get through this. 
Let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It's going to be a ladder match, triple threat ladder match featuring Miz and Morrison, hey hey, ho ho, versus The New Day with Big E and Kofi Kingston versus The Usos. Now, this is going to be a great match. This is, I think, is also another match of the night contender. Those three teams are amazing. Three, The three best teams in WWE right now, especially New Day and Usos. We, we remember their amazing program in 2017. I can't get over that Hell in a Cell match. was amazing between those two teams. But considering this match and considering that Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, have only just won the titles like two months ago or so, I think in February, it's too soon for them to lose the title, I think. They're going to take advantage of New Day and Usos getting the rivalry heated up again, only for Miz and Morrison to grab the titles and win. Now, I am pretending that this match is still going to go through because the rumor now is that Miz is sick. And this match might not happen after all. And I heard a rumor somewhere it's going to be just Morrison versus Kofi versus one of the Usos for the SmackDown tag title, which is weird. Like, if this is actually true, if it's if Miz is actually sick, just delete the match, cancel the match, and have it some other time. Maybe SummerSlam. Maybe make it a SummerSlam, make it a TLC match. I don't know. Anyways, if the match does indeed go through, the Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, are going to win. Alright, now I think we're in the main event matches category. We're going to start with the Universal Championship match, which is going to be Goldberg versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Yep, that's right. Roman Reigns has announced last week that he will no longer be able to take part of the match against Goldberg for the Universal title at WrestleMania due to his immunocompromised situation. Since he had, actually he still technically has leukemia, it's just that it's under remission. And personally, I think it's a great uh, great decision by Roman. Because I don't care how good you are, I don't care how important you are in the world of professional wrestling, I don't care how much you love this sport, how much you love doing this. Your health is more important than anything else in the world, including wrestling. You know, just like Daniel Bryan did uh, in 2016... With uh, him retiring due to his neck injuries, he could have gone on, but he's also could have, you know, uh, got wheelchair bound. So good for him back then, and good for Roman right now. Now the whole Roman thing is not that hot. It's not that catastrophic, like the the whole Page situation or the Edge situation or the Dane Bryan, because it's not an injury. It's more of a just sickness. So it is bad, but he's in remission, so technically he's okay. But due to the leukemia making him immunocompromised, which means that his immune system is not going to be working as proficiently as a, an average healthy being, it's probably best to avoid people. And it's probably best to self-quarantine. So good for Roman, honestly. Even though you know this whole buildup was wasted, but I still support Roman's decision. Now, as for this match, now that Roman is not going to be in this match, I was going to predict that Roman was going to be Goldberg in about three minutes. Probably the main event of night one. But now that I think about it, since it's going to be Braun Strowman instead of Goldberg, I think that Goldberg's going to beat Braun. Maybe add more legitimacy to his universal title reign. Now, I'm not a big fan of Goldberg, especially now. And you should just see my face when he became universal champion and beat the Fiend, gave the Fiend his first loss. No, I'm not over it. I'll get over it, pal. You know, it's best for business. 
No, it's not best for business. What do you want about Vince? It was such good shit. It's Goldberg. He's he's big and strong and look at all that beef. Oh, you need help. What are you on about? You got some serious issues, dude. No, I don't. You got issues. How do you not like Goldberg? Fuck off, mate. Anyways, yep, unfortunately, Goldberg's going to win there. Are you happy? Very happy. Thank you, Will. I'm going to be off to, uh, to, uh, eat two kilos of steak. You're American. What would you know what a kilo is? I am totally Vince McMahon, damn it. Anyway, yeah, Goldberg wins. I just want to take this opportunity and talk about how Braun just fell from grace, hasn't he? Two years ago, he was on fire. He was literally super over with the fans, even though he was a heel. But people absolutely loved him. They loved that he was destroying Roman Reigns, pretty much. They loved his antics. They loved when he was destroying trucks. Now, he's just another big show, isn't he? And I feel bad for him. And when he won the Intercontinental title... I wasn't happy because I thought it was too little too late. Honestly, if I was proven wrong and Braun wins, I'm not sure if I'm going to be very happy. Like, I'll be happy for him, sure, but it's not just, I feel like it's too late. They need to really build him up from scratch if they want it to be credible again. But that's just my two, my two pennies regarding Braun Strowman. And we will see what happens. I hope he doesn't get completely squashed at Mania, but I still think Goldberg is going to win this one. In a Boneyard match is going to be The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, The Phenom versus The Phenomenal One. I just have um, what, one, one, one question. What the hell is a Boneyard match? A Boneyard match is gonna be phenomenal. Get it? Phenomenal? Didn't I tell you to get the fuck out of here? I'm Miss McMahon, damn it. You can't kick me out. I said get the fuck out of here. Jeez, can you believe this guy? I'm still here. Seriously, I'm going to call the cops. I don't even know what Vince McMahon is doing here. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll stop. No, okay, I promise this is going to be the last Vince McMahon impression. I mean, what impression? It was actually Vince McMahon. Anyway, anyway, jokes aside, yeah, this match is going to be great. I think it's going to be Undertaker's best match since... I don't remember the last time Undertaker had a good match. I'm sorry. I feel bad for roasting The Undertaker of all people, but, you know, I think it's really time to hang it up, huh? But I won't lie, I love the build-up. I love how Undertaker was presented to be more human. I love the shooty-shoot promos between him and AJ. AJ was on fire on the promos, huh? But, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a very long match. It's going to be more of a sports entertainment kind of match, if anything. Okay, um, and jokes aside, I'm presuming that the Boneyard match is going to be something like a Buried Alive match. Just PG, <laughs> pretty much. And I think Undertaker is going to win this one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Undertaker's last match. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's just not going to be this one. I just hope that it's going to be a good match at least. And if anyone can get a good match out of The Undertaker, it has to be AJ Styles. Next up. For the Raw Women's Championship, it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Obviously, we all know that Becky Lynch is my favorite wrestler ever. Not. And Shayna is actually one of my favorite women's wrestlers. No, this time I'm actually serious. I love Baszler. 
and I've loved her ever since. You know, even before she became a professional wrestler, like uh, even as an MMA fighter, she's just amazing, isn't she? So obviously, it. I'm trying not to be biased here, but I think even if I wasn't biased, even if I am being objective, we all know who's going to win this match. Baszler's going to wipe the floor with Becky. I think it's they built it in a way where it's not going to be a double turn, mind you, but I think that. You know, they were building Lynch as this arrogant, cocky, uh, overconfident champion, I guess. Shane, on the other hand, was focused, is dominant, and is ready to become a champion yet again. And it's funny because, like last year, Becky was the underdog. Now, Shane, well, she's still kind of the underdog, I guess, but she doesn't have that feel. She's not acting like an underdog. She's acting like, oh, she's going to wipe the floor with Shayna. And then she's going to be shocked when Shayna wipes the floor with her. Yep, Shayna wins this match, in my opinion. I think in everyone's opinion, Shayna's going to be winning this match. And especially with the whole rumor that Becky and another wrestler that I'll be talking about in the next match are taking a time off. So we'll see how it goes. But as far as I'm concerned, Shayna is going to win. Up next is Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus CrossFit Jesus. And I think he's taking that nickname way too seriously, Seth, that is. Anyways, it's going to be a great match. Another match of the night candidate. I just, I think that Kevin Owens is going to win this one. The buildup was alright, you know, the, especially in the last few weeks, where it's pretty much Kevin Owens being the, the man of the people, the hero that we all need. Versus Seth Rollins, the hero that no one wants and no one needs. And it's funny how we always we had that feud before, but Seth was the face and Kevin was the heel. And now the roles have been reversed. This match is going to be great. Kevin Owens is going to win this, hopefully. Have his first big WrestleMania moment. And Seth can take a loss. And then, like I mentioned previously with the Becky Lynch segment, uh, it seems that both uh, she and Seth are taking some time off. And you know what? You know, good for them. Let them have a break. Let them, you know, be together. They've been engaged for a while now. So they probably need their little break anyway, especially with the current pandemic. It's probably for the best that they take a break. And I'm going to put my dislike for Becky the wrestler on the side and talk about Becky the person. And Seth the person as well. Um, I hope they're having a happy relationship, honestly. And if they want a break an extended break good for them and you know best of luck for whatever they do next but as for this match kevin owens will win with three matches to go up next we have john cena versus the fiend bray white in a firefly funhouse match now i'm not gonna make that same joke with what the hell is a firefly funhouse match because i think i kind of know it's going to be very similar to the chamber of horrors match where bray uh, fought Randy in a very choreographed, very uh, heavily edited match. It's go I think that's what it's going to be like. It's going to have this uh, cinema treatment to it, like a movie. It's going to be like a Hollywood blockbuster movie. And it makes perfect sense because seen as a Hollywood sensation at the moment. And, you know, since WrestleMania is going to be pre-recorded anyway, so it's the perfect opportunity to do so. To do crazy things. I expect, you know, I don't expect a five-star classic. I expect a crazy, over-the-top match. Um, 
Cena's great when he wants to be. Bray's amazing. He's a genius. Uh, I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be very fun. I'm not going to say a great match in terms of technical wrestling because it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a brawl, pretty much. But it's going to be a very fun brawl. Um, obviously, I think the right decision is for The Fiend to win, for The Fiend to beat John Cena in this one because I feel like if The Fiend loses, then that's it. Honestly, it's going to take so much for The Fiend to recover if he loses to Cena. Uh, truth be told, ever since The Fiend made his debut at SummerSlam, I was a big fan. I remember the, seeing the entrance for the first time, seeing Finn Balor's face when The Fiend was slowly approaching him. The fact that Bray got a This Is Awesome chant before the match even happened just tells you exactly what uh, the fiend is and how over he was and I emphasize on was it's just not the same now isn't it you know it's not just because he's been there for a while but because his universal championship reign was kind of okay I guess but the way it ended was not forgivable I still think it's not forgivable the way that you know he lost it to Goldberg in after just one spear and a really bad looking jackhammer it was just bad I really hope this match rejuvenate Bray Wyatt. And for, I've been seeing his tweets recently. The chance we might be seeing Bo Dallas involved as some kind of uh, demonic minion. Because he's been posting this hashtag, Cult of Wyndham. And for those that don't know, Wyndham is his actual first name. Like Bray Wyatt's real life first name. Wyndham Rotunda, or Rotunda being his uh, full real name. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be like a like a little Hollywood uh, mini-movie. And I actually very, am very intrigued to see what happens. Next match is going to be a match that I'm personally looking forward to more, maybe that more than anything else. It's going to be Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Oh boy, what an emotional rollercoaster. I think this is the best Build up to any WrestleMania match on the card. The best. Bar none. The best. Every single segment is is memorable. Every single moment um, was emotional. You know, from Randy Orton, RKO Edge, the night after his return to the Royal Rumble. The actual Royal Rumble return, which reduced me personally to tears. Edge is my all-time favorite. And to see him return, even though I didn't believe the rumors at all. When I saw him back, when when that... You think you know me hit? I cried. I just literally cried. I was on my way to work. I was on the train. I was crying my eyes out. He's back. He's actually back. And yes, he's a part-timer, but I don't care. I don't care if he wrestles once a year. He's back. So, you know, seeing Edge return to the ring is going to be amazing, isn't it? And I think it's the most anticipated match for me, personally. And Randy Orton finally found his mojo back. He's finally... The heel that we want him to be. Uh, sadistic, evil, maniacal. Every single other word that you can think of. Any, any single bad, bad word that you can think of. That's Randy Orton right now. Pretty much a dick. A fucking dick. For doing what he did to Edge. Trying to retire him again. And then RKOing his wife. Like, oh, okay. And it's funny how... You know, we were like, RKO her, RKO her. 
<laughs> and like, oh, what a heel. But no, in all seriousness, this is going to be an amazing match. It's going to be very emotionally driven. And I want to see what can Edge do after his return. Like, is he still going to be the same Edge of old? Is he going to be slightly more limited? Is he going to be even better than before? Who knows? Because he's in the best shape of his life, honestly. Even though he's 46, he looks in amazing shape, honestly. So I'm looking forward to this match as if, as in uh, who's going to win? Well, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer here, isn't it? Edge is going to win this one, but only just because he still want to make Randy Orton look good. Uh, one thing, though, one little nitpick at this whole rivalry. Why wasn't Christian involved? Like, not necessarily an in-ring perspective, but... He wasn't involved at all. Not in any segment. Which I found kind of surprising. But I digress. It's going to be a great match. It was an amazing build up. And Edge is going to win this one. And finally. For the WWE Championship. Hopefully the main event of night 2. Is going to be Brock Lesnar. Accompanied by Paul Heyman. Versus Drew McIntyre. And boy am I happy for Drew McIntyre. Winning the Royal Rumble match. I was, so, I was really ecstatic for him. And... It was really a great moment, only to be ruined by the current pandemic, unfortunately. It's going to be really sad where, you know, it's going to, he's going to be made of ending his first WrestleMania in front of absolutely nobody. I mean, you know, it's sad. And thinking about it in retrospect, it's going to be sad for a lot of wrestlers who are going to make their WrestleMania debuts. You know, people like, Rhea Ripley, people like Shayna Baszler, um, if people like the Street Profits, like I think Alistair Black also, um, yeah, those guys, they're going to have their very first WrestleMania match and in front of absolutely no one. But, you know, we have to, you have to do what you have to do sometimes. And um, I still think, like back to the match, I still think that is going to be a good slugfest. Now, Brock is usually known for being better against smaller opponents, but, you know, this one might actually surprise us. And for once, he's facing someone with, like, very similar physique. Like, sure, Brock is slightly beefier, slightly bigger than Drew, but Drew is taller than Brock, and it's very, very equal in terms of physicality. Now, who's going to win? It's a no-brainer, right? Drew McIntyre is going to beat uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship or is he or is he a part of me does not want him to win not because Brock is one of my favorite wrestlers I actually love Drew as well but the thing is uh, I really don't want Drew's first big moment to be there I don't want it to be at Wrestlemania I don't want it to be in front of nobody like he'll be like posing with the belt celebrating shouting doing his thing in front of no one. Maybe give him his big moment at SummerSlam. Give him a redemption story to finally slay the beast. Have Brock win, you know, in an underhanded way. You know, which is not usually something Brock would do, would do. But make it maybe make it happen then. And it would make Drew look good in defeat. But no, I don't see him doing that. I don't see them, you know... Uh, having Brock win again. I still think that this is not what I want to see. This is what I think I will see. So Drew McIntyre is going to beat Brock. 
in front of no one. He's going to have his first WWE Championship in front of no one. And he's going to have his first big moment in WWE in front of no one. A bit of a dark way to end the episode, a dark way to... Um, dark, somber, sad way to end the podcast first episode, but this WrestleMania could have been easily postponed, in my opinion. You know, you have all these random matches that were put there just to fill time, just to make the the show a two-night show. And I bet you anything next year, we're going to be back to the bloated 1,000-hour show that we're used to at WrestleMania. Uh, but honestly, I, 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 I wish they're all safe. I hope they're all safe. And... If it's something that the wrestlers want to do, I am not one to judge them. I don't judge anyone for doing this. They're doing their job, and God bless them. God bless them all. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But this WrestleMania will not be remembered fondly, even if all the matches delivered, even if even if the random matches like like uh, Black versus uh, Lashley, even if that match delivers, it's still going to be a very weird WrestleMania. And 10 years from now, when we're looking forward to WrestleMania 46, we're going to be like, oh, do you remember 10 years ago, that empty WrestleMania? Wasn't that weird? But, you know, WWE is trying to make the best out of a very, very grim situation. Good for them. Should they have postponed it? I still think yes, they should have. But it's going to happen anyway. Uh, for Australia, it's going to happen on... The first night is going to be on Sunday. I think 10 a.m. And for uh, the American audience, it's going to be, of course, Saturday night. Be the first episode or like the first night of WrestleMania with night two being on Sunday and night two being in Australia on Monday morning. Yeah, for for non-Australian people listening to this podcast, I know we have to go through that. We have to go through Monday morning and Sunday morning to watch, uh, you know, WrestleMania, but... What can we do? It's WrestleMania season, baby. The granddaddy of them all with zero fans. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the first episode of the Work Ray Warrior podcast. I'm looking forward for episode two because next time I'm going to be on this podcast, I'll be specially, uh, I'll be specially accompanied by a very good friend of mine, uh, Vanessa Vasquez, who I'd like to shout out and for everyone to listen to her podcast at Squared Circle Addicts. I hope I got that right. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in for episode one. Stay tuned for episode two, where Vanessa and I will be talking about WrestleMania. We'll be reviewing WrestleMania, and hopefully uh, we will not end up killing each other. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye.